Alrighty, guys, welcome back to another episode of Frontboards and Four Baggers. I am Corbin with Corbin's Cornhole Reviews, and we have Eddie with Cornhole Bag Reviews. Today, we're going to do a little uh, battle of the bounces, kind of. Ooh. Not necessarily a battle, but, you know, two bags that are very good at flopping, rolling, bouncing, etc. So we're going to take uh, the Zero Gravity Neptune. Is it Zero Gravity? It is yeah. Zero Gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero Gravity Neptune and the uh, WTF Cornhole tangos so let's get into the uh neptune first i have the 24 7 version and eddie has the og the ogs they're sweet og uh they are acl pro stamps they're really sweet we both like them quite a bit uh very bouncy really really nice hand feel uh they have that really good four seven combination that both of us just really enjoy you know that seven material that we just love and the um the four carpet is, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to me. It's a little different carpet than I felt before. It actually feels just like the dope to me. It, it kind of, yeah. Like actually, the, do- the dope and the tags, because I was throwing my tags today, and I think it's actually very similar it to It kind of does. So if you guys haven't heard, you know, NFQ bags, we've talked about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar carpet to that, actually. Um, yeah, it's a very, very soft bag in hand. has a nice, small, round fill. Um, and in hand... It doesn't feel like a small round fill. It feels really sandy, really soft. It's just a, it's one of those perfect hand feel bags. You pick it up. It feels amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are looking at 85 plus shipping on their website and on Facebook, they're going like hundred plus hundred, 120, somewhere in that region. And, uh, and the website sells out them. fast. I mean, oh, it sells like out it's very, very fast. fast. Yeah. You know, it's, I got these from 24 sevens site. He only had 30 sets available total. You know, I got the white carpet, uh, but they sell out quick. Mm-hmm. So um, what are your takes on this bag? Because I know you've thrown it a little more than me. Yeah. So I uh, I reached out to the Cobb, Tyler Cobb and stuff, some zero gravity guys and was like, you know, how do you break these in? Because I want to make sure I break them in the way you guys do. And uh, they're like boil for 20 minutes and then tumble on medium. And I'm like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard, but I'll do that. So, wild. Uh, so I actually did that and they turned out great. When I was, when I heard it was like, it's not quite sand to be fair. It does kind of feel kind of sandy, no. but I was just like, ah, oh, man, I'm just not going to like that fill. It is solid, man. It is it's just so good. Like, I just like grab it. I don't care what kind of grip you do. 50, 50 full butterfly pull. It's like you, you grab your grip. You don't even have to grip that hard. And you're just like, oh, this is a brick. It's not going anywhere. Like, it's just like so comfortable in the hand. And that was kind of my, locks in. yeah, that was my first impression with it was just like, you know, usually I don't like that really small bead because then it's like, if I'm not doing a super tight grip, it starts to move the beads move a little bit because of this small template. And that's the reason it's so puffy. It's like small compared to a Tango Viking in terms of width and height. So it is a pillow. But because there's not a lot of room for the beads to go, I think like I grab it and I mean, I can do whatever with it. Nothing moves in this thing. Like it's so comfortable. Um, But I would say like if you're learning how to throw the bag flat, don't throw this bag. (laughs) because <laughs> it is a bouncy ball like i mean like or throw this bag or yeah learn how to, yeah you'll know exactly when you don't throw it flat because i mean you're like a little bit off like, i mean it's just like a rocket ship in oh, each yeah. direction but it rolls and cuts like nobody's business i mean i mean i even have on non-bouncy boards i can do a full bounce bag where you land flat and it just bounces over the bags because it's literally a trampoline bag um push side has it you know plays like that nice seven material i found even though these aren't even that broken in and i mean like they're not even that floppy like they're decently floppy they're not 
but they're still really hopeful. They kind of melted in for me pretty well still. And I think it's mm-hmm. just, they beads just start pouring really well in that small template. Um, I was really surprised with the bag. I like took it out and, and like just from the handful alone, I was like, I just want to go throw. I just want to like figure out how to throw this thing because I'm like, it just feels so good. But yeah. I know you've thrown it a little bit and you said in your first impression, that's just how you well, felt. And I was the exact same way. I, I took them out of the bag and with the amount of bags we throw and get, you know, it's like you take a bag out you're like, yeah, it feels like crap. I figured it would. And <laughs> yeah. then I know what that feels like. You yeah. It, yeah you, you break it in however you want to, and then it feels better. You know, with these, I took them out. I was like, wow, that feels good in my hand. Like immediately. <laughs> Brand new. I mean, it was, I know. of course, a little bit stiff, you know, not really ready to be thrown in a tournament or anything, but I was like, man, that just feels really nice. One of those bags you pick up and it just feels good. Uh, I did a different break in than Eddie did. I did the, you know, my typical wrinkle guard wash with a couple towels, uh, detergent, all that, and tumbled it. And they got good-ish. Um, they just, they need to be thrown a lot more. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Uh, from my throwing, I have only thrown them maybe a half hour. I, I squeezed in a little session the other day. Man, did they bounce. It's like, it blew me away. You know, I threw one and I was like, sweet, nice blocker. Like that stopped right where I wanted it to. That was solid. Let me try to bounce it. I threw it and it was like, what, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> it like, oh, took off. okay. Like, Whoa. Yeah. I'm like, I guess I got to throw that one a little higher and a little softer, mm-hmm. you know, because with a lot of flop shots, rolls, whatever, you throw it a little lower and harder to get that action out mm-hmm. of it. With these, you don't have to. And you're mentioning the smaller template. And I, I agree. It is a smaller template. It does remind me of like a brand new Viking actually, sure. but Vikings stretch out pretty quickly. These I think are going to take a little bit more time. Uh, this carpet is a tighter, tighter knit. And I think it'll take a little bit more time to stretch out, but once it does, oh, it's going to throw so nice. I mean, they just need to, they need to get a little less puffy, you know, and just smooth out a little bit, widen out just a touch and they are going to be money. I mean, I can see why people like this bag so much and why everyone wants them. I think the reason that the pros told me to, to boil it is because I, I think they have such a good control over their bag and like, it's so flat that they want it to stay as puffy as possible because for them, it's yes. like, they're like dead flat anyway, so they can slide when they want, but they're like, I want it to be a freaking trampoline. Like that's the whole point of the bag. You know, yeah, I want true. it to hit and just be like five bags in the way. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> like, Not a problem. Like we'll roll Get over right the top over. anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh really, yep. really surprised at the bag. I haven't and like you said, we try a lot of bags. I really haven't been surprised by a bag in a while. Like in terms of like usually I take it out, I know the materials, I kind of already have a preset understanding mm-hmm. of this is probably how it's going to play. This is probably how I'm going to break it in. Like it'll probably feel like this. I didn't know that much about this bag. I even was talking to the owner. I was like, well, what kind of carpet is it? Is it real? Like what kind of fill? I've heard this. And he told me a couple of things. I was like, okay, I took them out. I was like, yeah, that's different. <laughs> I yep. feel like, and uh, I just yep. like that there's something new to try, especially in the carpet space and whatnot. But I definitely think it'll loosen up a little bit, but I don't yeah. think that they're copying anybody with this bag. I definitely think no. it's their own creation. And I think it's really it's good. New. Um, it's new and it's good. I mean, it's, it's good. I cannot wait for it to actually break in a little bit more and loosen up. And it's just, it's money. I yeah. mean, cause I like that little slower fast side, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll just, we'll see how it reacts. I mean, it's as of now, it still is rather whole friendly, even broken in mm-hmm. how it is. It's going to get better. I think. But it's also going to get a little stickier as it gets dirty and kind of hop and do its stuff. And it's I'm actually just really excited to keep throwing them. Yeah, and even I don't know if it's because of the boiler stuff, but like normally when I break in carpet, like do the wrinkle garden stuff, it's a little quicker, like in the five six until it starts to slow down. Yes, this was already I could throw nice blocks with it. Like it was already pretty oh, it was grippy. There. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which which is kind of what I liked it and stuff. Like I threw it against some people just for fun at blind draw tonight and stuff where I was messing around and I'd feel comfortable yeah. throwing it. And I think in the next, you know, 10 hours of throwing it, it's going to get to the point yeah. now where I'm like, all right, this is like where I really, really just like it. But even, even now I'm like, I'm excited. Like you normally for break in, I'm like, all right, do, do, do your due diligence and go throw for eight hours. If, if you're not in the mood to like throw these back, these I'm just kind of like, I will break these in naturally because I like throwing because <laughs> it's Wanna fun. Throw them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, so zero gravity Neptunes, they're the real deal. Like the hype is not the hype. You know, I, there's a lot of bags that have been hyped and blown up in price. Yeah. I just think these it's are really good. Hype. No, I think they're just sure. really good. And uh, they're going to keep making more and whatnot. And I know they have a couple more bags planned for the future that are also going to be sick. So I, I think there's going to be big things coming from them. And I think this is just the start, which is cool. So, yep. Absolutely. But, but uh, now we'll get to, like, I think your little baby. Ooh, uh, it's my baby tangos. blanket, yeah. yeah. So you want to go into the stats on the tangos? I love them. I love tangos. <laughs> these are uh, I know, you've got customs. customs. Look at this I guy. I do have custom tangos. I got lucky on these, you know. A buddy won a uh, fundraiser raffle for WTF, and they, they offered him some customs, and he offered them to me. So that was pretty sweet. I'd, I was really excited about that one, but... I love tangos and I'm the only person that I know that loves tangos the way I do, you know, it's sure. like, seriously, I mean, even there's people that like tangos and then there's me. I mean, it's, there's, I obsessed, do buddy there's Kyle a, people who are obsessed tangos, like you. But, and then, <laughs> yes, but it's, let me say my immediate area, nobody around sure. here throws when they pick them up. They're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, well, it's a tango, throw it for a week. You might like it, you know? <laughs> sure. but, uh, we can hop into stats though. We can, we got a, uh, a nice five carpet on the slow side perfect absolutely perfect speeds and then the nine fast side the nine fast side throws me off a little bit it's a little quick for me sometimes but that lends it to be so friendly when you're doing flops and stuff like that where you need the bag to just fall uh if you're throwing just normal push you want to hit the bag that you're pushing because if you don't it's gone um but that's the only downside of this bag honestly see and real Um, quick before you move on i actually disagree with you on the fact that it's a downside because I love the fact that it's a lightning speed bag because for oh, me, I'm a fast, I'm a fast bag guy by trade. Like, like that's yeah. what I love to throw. So now it's just like I throw this block bag and like for the push bag, I'm just like, oh, nice and easy. <laughs> like, this is pretty, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But all day long, it's a big puffy bag, and you can do get arounds with this fast side, man. It just does not care. Oh, easy. It just easy. does not care. And we'll we'll get into yeah, that. yeah. We will get into that. Uh, it does have that nice smaller bead fill and like you just said it is a bigger puffy bag when you get them new they're ridiculous these things take an absolute beating to get where they need to be okay mine are not even where they need to be yet and they're <laughs> i mean they're they feel good but like yours yours are money yours are absolute freaking money and that's where they need to be i mean yes see look oh, i love them mm-hmm. i love them um but it 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 is puffy but that's what leads it to do flops, rolls, cuts. Uh, it collects very, very well. Insanely well, yeah. It's just, it, it's amazing. Um, price, we got $90 plus shipping on the WTF site. They do random drops. So it's kind of like if you're on it and you see it, you can buy them. If not, sorry. Uh, Facebook, I literally see them. I've seen them as low as, I saw one for 55 bucks earlier today. Hmm. Um, so I see them as low as 55 up to 100-ish, 120 maybe if it's like, the America design or something limited. Uh, it just really depends, but they're readily available. I mean, if you want tangos, 
go online and say, Hey, I'm looking for tangos and you will find some under a hundred bucks. Also, if you're looking for tangos, look for Hey, does anyone have tangos that they ran over by a car for like 18 yes. hours? Cause I'll take yes. those for 60 bucks. <laughs> Cause if people if are like says, tangos yeah. extra use $60, I'd be like, you should charge yeah. extra for that because you, yeah, <laughs> you, you should, you did all the work. You absolutely should. <laughs> it, it takes a very long time to get them broken in and to get them playing. Right. And I, I was guilty of this myself when I started throwing tangos months and months and months ago, I hated them. I was like, what is the point of this bag? This is so stupid. <laughs> They're ridiculous. I'm like, this is just dumb. They don't throw well. And then I threw a set that was fully broken in. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> They'll throw straight. You know, they're not a heavy kicker. Um, well, they can ish. They can. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. It's not know, like the Neptunes though. I, no, I, I could slide them way no, no, no. easier than the Neptunes for sure. But they are my favorite flop bag. It's just there's something about them. They're just they lend to a really nice flop. They roll over and they just they're a very melty bag. They grab really good. You know, a three bag push, no problem. Mm-hmm. Seriously, they'll I would, do it. There's I would say too for the materials. The uh, this is the uh, for anyone wondering. This is the Pro Sniper Viper material. So it's that thin yes. nine. Uh, Deadhead yes. uses it. It's a very popular fast material. Uh, it's fast and it doesn't give a shit about humidity. It's just fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially like the, I think the reason I love this combo so much is because if any of you guys have thrown carpet carpet, let's say you have a four speed carpet of Viking or in this case, a five speed. If it's like raining, it's still a five speed. If it's humid, it's a five speed. If it's dry, it's a five speed. Like at all times, it it plays very similarly once you get it dirty and to the point it needs to be. But a lot of carpet, like let's say Neptunes, for example, they use this soft seven. This shit becomes a three or a four like when, when, when it's humid because that material just slows down. This stays in that eight, nine range, seven, eight, nine range when it gets a little sticky. So you always have a block push bag even when it's sticky. So like if you can get used to throwing, if, if this is like your go-to bag, I don't think there's a condition where you can't throw this bag because it like kind of plays similarly, no matter the conditions, which is a really cool carpet. And the reason I really like this super fast side combo is because then it's just like, okay, my tango plays like a tango at all times of the day, um, which is really cool. So don't mean to interrupt, but I, they're I want- just great. No, you're totally fine. It's just, they're great. Um, I wish people would give them more of a chance. I literally tell people, if you buy tangos, throw them for a week, like literally throw them for a week, throw another bag with them, do whatever. I mean, I'm not saying just throw a tango for a week straight, make sure you throw them every time you throw, because you have to get used to them. They have their nuances. They do stuff a little weird. They might be a little bouncy or a little kicky. You know, you just got to get used to it. But once you do it, you reel them in. Oh, they're just so good. I love them. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's my baby blanket. If I'm struggling, I grab these no matter what. Really? I'm like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's my, uh, yeah. that's my Costellos. It's your game changers. You liar. No, dude, I brought those up for regionals. <laughs> Terrible mistake, bro. I was like, where's my Costellos? Why didn't I bring them, bro? That's the real safety. Oh, you blanket. didn't even bring them. I that's know. I, 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 yeah, whatever. We won't get into that. <laughs> I had a rough day. I had a rough day. <laughs> um, but so, so Corbin just said, so Corbin's obviously has way more experience with tangos. He's thrown them in tournaments and tournament events. Um, this is actually Corbin's set that he nuked to oblivion, which is the reason why it's even playable. Cause I don't have time to break in a tango anymore. So They're I'm so glad good. that I could just get a tango that's done. Uh, but I've been throwing in the last couple of days. I was telling him, I don't know if it's because it's the bigger fill or the bigger bag and the bigger hand feel, but I feel like it's actually easier for me to get this flat. Like when I throw it, it doesn't wobble as much. I don't know if it's because it's so full the whole time. It holds itself flat. You have to be flat with it. But, uh, 
I've just found, I mean, the, the collecting ability is insane. Obviously you could flop and roll, but like because of that fast side, I mean, you have two, three bags clogging the hole and it's cause you, this thing's pretty broken in. It just like melts. Like you can throw a three bag boulder and they'll just melt in. I mean, it, mm-hmm. like, and, or like I had one where like you had the hole and like, this was barely to the side and I'm on the left side yeah. and I catch the corner, just drags it with and tears it in. Like, I mean, like mm-hmm. it just, it just grabs bags. Like nobody's business. Yep. Uh, Same with airmails too. It grabs. Oh, yeah. I mean, you literally, you have the hole, you have that much hanging over. You have that quarter hanging mm-hmm. over the hole. That bag is grabbable. Yeah. Fast side or slow side, doesn't matter. It's grabbable. It hits, it'll flop in. It also lays, I mean, it lays a nasty block, man. I mean, it's so it big. Does. Like, you put a mm-hmm. V block in front of the hole, like, you can't see yeah. the hole. I mean, like, it's yeah. just like the whole yeah. hole's gone. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's just if you can get in the mode of, and we talked a little bit last week about practice technique. If you can get this thing consistently as a first bag block, because you can get around this bag you could flop this bag you could push through this bag very easily with that fast side if you can lay a solid mm-hmm. v-block to start man is that thing a pain in the ass for your opponent to not knock it in because again it's so yeah. melty and so friendly that if they tap it it's probably going to go with it and it's big enough that they could very easily miss the hole like because it's so in the way so they're awesome i'm soaked because it's for me it's a bag that it's like i've been obviously going through a midlife crisis of trying to get the bag flatter and this is my like, all right, if I can't get this flat, I just need to go until I get this flat. Cause then everything else will be easy yeah. after that. You know, oh, I just have to get this thing easy, get this thing flat. Cake. So really enjoying my time with it. I, I think they're, like you said, really underrated. I don't think many people talk about them. Like I had multiple yeah. people that I was like, I, uh, they were like, what should I look for for a bouncy bag? And I was like, I heard Tango Super Bouncy. And people were like, oh, x rays are way better. And I, and I was like, I mean, I've, I've just, I've heard no. things about Tangos. So like that's why I'm giving them a try. But, Tangos are better, but it's fine. <laughs> but it's fine. another solid bag, not a crazy price point, pretty re- readily available on the Facebook pages. And again, with carpet, I, you know, like everyone on the Facebook pages ha- has a hard on for getting new bags and trying to resell them and all this kind of shit. In my opinion, if you want to throw bags and you're just getting playable, find nuked carpet. Just like find people mm-hmm. that are like really used 60 bucks because it's just like you're going to save yourself so much time we've brought this up with our oh, yeah. viking video thing too unless you're like a collector or you really enjoy a design and you want to break it in and make it yours and stuff for me i don't have that much time i just like buying nuked carpet yep, so absolutely um but so if you, i'm sure if you've been following along with this podcast for the last you know eight episodes we had an interview in there but everything else we've kind of been talking about fills materials then grips stances shot types practice routines and it's all kind of leading up to all right i'm in a game scenario i have things practiced so i got my shots now what shots do i use when like the strategy behind the game because i think a lot of people when they get in a game scenario it's just kind of like oh like what do i do here what do i do there so we're going to talk through different scenarios and each of the scenarios have a ton of options depending on uh, the score the opponent you're playing the board position exactly the game position uh, that kind of stuff and just know we're going to go through like six or seven quick examples it's not even going to be close to all the scenarios that you're going to encounter in a corner encounter in a cornhole game but just know that like most of the practice techniques techniques we talked about as well as like a bunch of these options kind of go and play depending on your scenario and like you know you could find ways to interchange them so i'm going to kind of i'll say the first scenario to you and then you kind of tell me you know the options that you got and kind of what's going through Mm -hmm. your head when that happens right so 
Yep. You stand up at the board, your opponent has first bag, and they throw a nice block right in front. You know, what are your options? Beginning of the game, let's say it's first round, and I'm not quite feeling it yet. We've just done it down and back. I'm probably going to block behind. I'm going to put the ball in their court and let them decide if they're going to be aggressive or not. Sure. You know, and depending on how aggressive they decide to be changes what I'm going to do in my next shot. You sure. know, it's if they say they, cause you know, they have a block. I can obviously, I can push through. I can block behind it. I can cut around it. I can airmail over it. I can flop over it or I can try to bully it out of the way and make more of a lane for myself. Right. A lot of options. I'm probably going to block behind. And that's just me. Sure. Um, and you like that hoping, because you like, you you want them to make the first mistake or them to take the correct. first aggressive shot, basically. Correct. Because that that tends to open the door for me because I'm a, I'm a defensively aggressive player sure. or an aggressively defensive player, however you want to put it. So they lay a block, I block behind. Say they shoot an airmail and miss. Okay, I'm going for a flop. You know, and I'm not trying to push through that pile yet. I'm leaving it right there because they've already shown me they struggle. Sure. So I'm trying to lay a flop. If I flop it in, perfect. I'm up three. It forces them to be aggressive still. If I miss it, it's probably still on the board. I'm still up one. Let's see what they do. You know? So that's just me. I block behind because I'm planning on actually the next shot. That first bag is not super important to me at that point. It's, it's really seeing what they do from that point on. And, and, and to be just to play devil's advocate to the other side. So yeah. it also really depends on the bag you're playing. So you, I think, I think your scenario oh, sure. explaining here was a carpet scenario, which is like, I want to block behind yeah. because I want to get the board dirty to the point that I can start flopping and getting these incremental one point advantages. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're a fast bag thrower, so let's say you're throwing Costello's game changers, like these quicker bags, Vipers, that kind of stuff. If your opponent blocks, yeah. My first instinct is I look at the block. I mean, if it's a perfect block, which means it's blocking perfectly my lane that I got no room, I'm probably going to push through or at least try to push behind and push them in and leave a block myself, basically, like a replacement mm-hmm. block. block if, there's, place, yeah. if there's any room to the side, I'm stepping out and pushing right into the side of that bag. And like most of the time what happens is both bags kind of slide up and go clump the hole, right? So now yeah. I own the left side, they own the right side. Sometimes you yep. push them out of the way and kind of like get a get around. And the other time, maybe you end up blocking behind. But I like, if I'm playing that fast bag play style or if you are playing that fast bag play style, I usually lean towards either push through or the push into the side of their bag, get around kind of shot. Um, sure. You could definitely lay behind. And like you said, beginning of the game, maybe you're not feeling it. You don't want the challenging shot. You want to, you feeling out your opponent because a lot of the scenarios we're going to go through, if you feel like your opponent is better than you at sliding or your opponent is better than you at shooting or better than you at something mm-hmm. else, it's going to change what you're going to do, right? Like if you're, if you know your opponent's going to crush you in airmails, I'm not going to block behind. You're not blocking the hole. Be- no. Because if I block behind, now I'm in a shooting fight against a guy I know I'm going to lose to. If I at least go for that get around and clog the hole a little bit. Great. Now mm-hmm. they got to pile it all through and now I got an open hole or they got to block behind and I could slide around again, you know? So really think about who you're playing against and what is your strong point of this matchup? Cause that's really going to change your first bag. That is huge. It's, it's who you're playing against. It is your skill level and your confidence in the shots that you practice that we've talked about. Um, and then it's also the bag that you're playing. You know, my flop is obviously out if the boards are super slow and I'm playing, costellos or p90s or you know something faster my flop is obviously out of the game at that point so i might try to do a go around or i might still lay behind and yeah. get into an air battle i mean I, I like having fun you mm-hmm. know shoot them whatever but 
it, it does change on what you're going to do. But most of my situations, I'm going to be referencing carpet. So just okay. so you guys know. Yeah, that, and, and I can like, reference the fast I'm likely, yes, because you're you're a faster thrower. Yeah. I'm a slower thrower. So I'm likely going to reference carpet. He's going to reference a quicker bag and what you can do. And it's it should kind of give two sides to it and really, you know, kind of go through different scenarios. I would say, though, too, like there is definitely a time and place to block behind even as a fast bag. Cause let's say, let's say maybe my opponent, I'm feeling them out. If I block behind and let's say they go to try to push the whole pile and maybe they push their one in and the other one flies off to the side and mine gets closer. Now I have a push to go up too, or they Mm -hmm. block to a side and now I can push my own to get the two, you know, it's like, so there is plenty of reasons to block behind to mess with your opponent. Um, For any of you that like haven't played against someone who's really good at block bags, the block bag is mentally demoralizing for your opponent. Like it's very difficult and, and just adds a level of complexity that can, that brings up most mistakes I would say in cornhole. So mm-hmm. the block behind can do that as well, you know, cause even if they push yours in now you're ahead. So there's definitely multiple options. I just really like the push in the side, get around shot. Cause I feel like it really, you know, it forces them to then clean up and great if they clean up. Okay. So it didn't really matter that much, but if they miss that cleanup and then I can block behind after already having one mm-hmm. in the hole, you know, oh, then, yeah. then it's like crap. Now they're like, shit. Now I really got to shoot it. I really got to figure it's it out. Huge. You know? So it's just, it's all about momentum in the round and putting your opponent in a position that they feel like they have to do something difficult. Like I have to do this or I'm going to give up a five, right? That's the position you want them to be in. Cause a lot of the time they don't make that shot. Yep. And if they do good for them, I mean, it's yeah, exactly. them to make a hard shot, but then you should have an open it. shot after that. Good you know? for you. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I put you in that position. So are you going to make it every single time? Exactly. That's what I like about it. Um, second scenario is uh opponent misses the first bag off the board. So now you have, you know, you're technically up a bag, open board. What's your, what are the options and what are you looking to do? Uh, there's two different ways I go about it. I mean, it depends on how I'm feeling at that moment. Uh, if I'm feeling super confident in my get around game and know that they don't have one, I'm just laying one right in front of the hole and I'm blocking. I'm just, I'm going to make it messy again. Cause that's a free bag. You know, a lot of people are going to say slide in and that's my second scenario. Um, or my second option, I might just slide in, take my three points. And then if they lay a block, I'll go behind it. Or if they miss off to the side, I'll lay a block. You sure. know, it, it depends. It is a free bag regardless of how you look at it. But to me, I'm, I'm probably going to lay the block and be like, let's go, let's do something fun. Cause I'm confident that I can get more bags in than they can. And they already have one off. Well, and you're compounding the negative thoughts that they already have. Is there a oh, crap? Correct. I missed a bag. And now they're like, crap. Now I got to go for a hard oh, shot. So I don't this lose block. this or something or, mm-hmm. or, Oh, I should block behind. They missed their block. You push two in, you're up five. You know Absolutely. I mean? It's just, it. so I, I'm in agreement with that. I mean, I would say most of the time, again, fast bag player, I'm probably just going in. Uh, like, and, and, and and then it's just, it, it does the same kind of mental thing. It's just like, all right, let's go. You're down three. You better make this next one or I'm going to be down five. You know, it's like, it just push this pressure on where it's just like, don't Mm -hmm. miss again. Um, but I would say I, I personally, if I was playing a slower bag, I like the block on an open board. Um, I, I like the slightly block on their side so that I can just Correct. go around it and just force them. You could step out. You can slide yeah. in. You can and I almost leave play that, that bag there. Exactly. I almost play that. Like if they miss off the board, my thought process with my block is I actually want to miss it a little more on their side. And I don't care if that bag's dead because yeah. like it's basically a free point. It, it's in their vision. Yeah, I'm ruining their like. I, I'm like, I don't care if that's not collectible. I'm just ruining their next three shots because that's already mm-hmm. a net point, right? Yep. So like, a lot of the time, I'll just do that where I'm like, I will sacrifice a bag so that your next three suck, 
in my next Absolutely. three, I still have a line, right? Absolutely. Um, but again, it everything, it, what people I think don't understand the reason we're going through this strategy and what we're thinking is because a lot of people are like, oh, you just slide it in every time. And I'm like, well, there's some players that you're going to play against that will slide it in more than you will very consistently. So if you throw yeah. up a block, you make the game messy. That's when those players do not enjoy that. Like I know there's mm-hmm. a couple guys around me that are just, I mean, they're four bag city, like all the time you throw up a block and then they're just like instant rage airmail. And they're either on or they're not, right? And it's just like, because they're like, I'm not going to get around and I'm not going to push through. So we're just going to shoot. Yeah, they and, just shoot. and they'll miss three air mills in a round. So they go from like four bagging to like one point because they're just like, they mm-hmm. refuse to go for these hard get around push shots, um, yep. you know? And and so it can really do a lot for you if you're just like looking to, you know, incremental advantage against a better opponent is kind of the uh, time I would use it the most. Absolutely. And that's part of knowing your opponent. Exactly. Yeah. Knowing who you're playing against, knowing your limitations or capabilities, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it just depends on really, it, it's all situational. You guys know this as yeah. we're talking about these, it's entirely made up situations, but it happens all the time. But while you're getting better, I mean, like, let's say you're like starting out, you're really starting to get more consistent. If you can master a block bag, it really evens the playing field against someone who just, who's just really good at sliding it in. So like, if you're, if you're like maybe not the most consistent person and you just lay a block and you just get a couple on the board, like, let's say you're not even making them all in the hole. If you're preventing them from making the hole, you're not giving up big numbers. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so in a blind draw, there's a lot of times like you'll get matched with a really good partner and maybe you're not the best player on the team. If you can just stay even the whole game, you're basically scoring points. Because, Absolutely. because you're just like, all right, you're the best player. I'm going to negate this guy's score and maybe get a couple here and there. I don't need to be the all-star. Like, yep. let your partner do his job kind of thing. So, like, yep. it's it's while you're getting up and learning, I would say mastering a block shot can really help you while you're figuring out all these other shots and whatnot, kind of even the playing field. If you like doing these blind draws and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, Speaking um, of blocks. Yeah. I got one for you. Okay. So. I already know your answer. It's fine. Well, because yeah, because I'm gonna do this when it's in the way. I know exactly what you're gonna do. So your your opponent lays a block. Say you're standing, you're on the left side of the board. Okay. Opponent lays a block, but stays a little bit to the right side of the hole. What are you gonna do? Oh, I'm bullying the shit out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, that thing's not playable after this shot, man. It's just there it goes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, for all you guys, for anyone who doesn't know what a bully is, we talked about it a little bit last week, but if the hole's here and their bag is like slightly off center and I'm shooting from over here, I'll slide into their bag, ricocheting mine into the hole and pushing theirs out of the way. And that's, I'm bullying it out of the way. And then a lot of the time, if you do a little light bully, like they can't collect it and you have a hole that's like this big because you just have it's a so wall. You just have a wall mm-hmm. to bounce off of. So I'm like, I, that's the thing. When you play against a block player, if they miss the block slightly, I'm like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> like, give me that, give me that little wall. Give me that canal, man. You built me, you built me a little shot here. So yeah, I mean, if, if I see any of that hole or if I see any of that bag, I am slamming into the side of that bag immediately yep. uh, to get that thing so out of the way. I'll play it. I play it similarly, but a little different. Sure. Uh, just because I am more defensive, right? I'll lay a bully block. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, I'm going into it, I'm intending to hit their bag and get it non-playable but I'm also trying to leave my bag in front of the hole. Sure. You know, it's, if my bag goes in, that's cool. That's fine. I, I'm fine with it just being a bully bag and falling in. But if I lay it right where I want it, I slid theirs out of the way and now I'm blocking the hole, forcing them to do something because their bag's not going to be collectible, but some players try. 
Oh, hundred you know, percent. Yeah, they'll they step out and go for this cut out. shot to try yeah. to grab it. They oh, go yeah. for something stupid, and then they launch that bag right off the board. And then in that situation, I might just collect mine and be like, "I'm up five, so yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what do you want to do? Slide them in if you want. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'll take I'll take my points because yeah. you're at a max seven right now, and I can be at, I can be a twelve. So you know, it's just little different scenarios. But I'm a slower bag thrower. You're a faster bag thrower. You know, it's just. Depends on how you do it. I would say too, though, like uh, going for the bully bag, uh, the perks of a good bully bag is like, if you don't throw it hard, it kind of just leaves a perfect block by default. It's still a block. Like, yeah. like where, where I'm like, cause if I don't throw it as hard or I'm a little bit more angled, the, the their bag kind of like holds me from going too far and just like stops you in the middle. So like, if you have any room on the side of that bag, take advantage of it because a lot of the Absolutely. time. Like it'll stop you if you miss a little bit too far right. And maybe you just end up behind it. Okay. So whatever you washed out a bag basically, cause you missed a little bit, um, sure. you bully and go in or you bully and block. And, and, and in that state you completely take control around the round and they're kind of in a really rough spot. Um, yep. the bully bag is one of those things where it's like, you know, it's feels easy when you do it a bunch of times, but like, it's so important to get them when you have the opportunities. That's oh, crucial. Just that little slide out of the way. It doesn't even have to be like, and we're not talking. You don't have to like, slam it off the board. Throw or so no, hard no, at no. it. Nice and, and easy. Right Cause no, yours yeah. isn't going in. I mean, you can throw literally almost a normal shot, just slightly to the right. And if you just spin them out like an inch, sometimes that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's enough that they cannot collect. And you can just use that, use it, use it, make your hole bigger. And just keep falling in. Yeah, it's awesome. So um, now we get into a little more complex scenarios, but um, getting towards and, and again, a lot of the what we're going to talk about in these scenarios are very much score dependent because yes, at the beginning of a game or if you're down by a lot or you know if you're up by a lot, it's going to change the way that you handle certain scenarios because at certain points of the game, it's good to just take your points and move on, and at other points of the game, it's okay to be a little more aggressive because if you make a mistake, whatever you you're still in a good position or it's still netted in a good way. So the first scenario, kind of in that line, is. Um, your opponent made one in the hole and then now the next six bags in a row have gummed up the board. So you're on your last bag down three points on the round. The hole is open. Do you just throw the bag onto the board and give up your two or do you shoot that airmail to wash the round where knowing if you miss, you give up, you know, the full three. So what do you, what's your. Mine is like you said, they're going to be situational. If I'm, if I'm up big, or if I'm down big, it's actually the same shot for me. I'm shooting the airmail. If I'm up big, I'm trying to just, you know, whatever. If I lose three, I lose three. I don't really care. You know, if I'm down big, I need that even round. And if I hit that airmail, that gives me a little momentum going into the next round. The one caveat I would say to that is if you're if you if they're at 18 and you need to give up three to lose the That's game, different. go on the board. Don't don't That's go different. for the loss. Yeah. Like if they need less than or like three or like that less or just three, I guess, because less you have to shoot it. But sure. Yeah, just three, then lay it on and don't give up the game. But yeah. And I know that this situation calls for airmail, but like say they're at 18, I'm gonna try to flop if I can. Sure. Well, I'm talking a big pile. You got no flop options. Okay, big you got this pile. big pile. No. You ain't rolling over Listen, it. Yeah. I got flop options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot we put a trampoline got, at the front of the board. Yes, my bad. My bad. I got Neptunes. We yeah. have trampolines. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, if if it's a give up three and lose, I'm not gonna do it. You know, it's I'll give up my two and try to make it back. Uh if the game is close, let's say I'm up, I don't know, 15 to 11 or something, I'm not shooting it. 
You're just giving up the two. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay up, give up the two. I'm still ahead. Let's keep rolling. Or yeah. rolls reversed even. If I'm down 15 11. Just give up the two. I, I might give up the two, put them on 17 and try to fight back. And so. and go, going off that, I don't want this point to get lost. Let's say that is 15 11. That's a good example. If you give up two, they're at 17, which is a four point. They need four points to get to 21. If you give up three, they're at 18. They need three points to get to 21. In cornhole, a four-point break point is a lot different than a three-point break point because a three-point right. break point is one bag off the board. A four-point break point is, you know, you have to basically make two mistakes. You have to, like, miss the hole twice to give up four points if they four-bag, right? So it, when you look at the break points, if, if it's between three or four, always try to take the option that gives them to four because it makes it so it's almost like a two it takes them almost like an extra round to win now instead of just one big three-point yeah. round you know granted That's yes really they can get point. a six or a seven but but in the grand of scheme of the game it usually goes in ones twos and threes in in when you have pretty good players mostly twos and threes rarely ones but um a three is just a missed bag off the board so if, if you're up four mm-hmm. It's basically need they need a three and a two or they need a two and a two. They need two rounds. They can't do it in one now. Um, yep. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Not as likely. That's no, that's a great point honestly because yeah. it's all these are very point specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is a good point because you have to think about that. Do I give this up and give them seventeen or do I give this up and give them eighteen? Which is a I'm difference. the same way. I'd, yeah. I'd much rather give them seventeen and fight from there. Mm-hmm. And I'm always yeah. a component like early game like. Um, you know, if my part, especially my binder partners, I like building confidence and stuff. If my partner's like confident or something. I'm always like, I'm the guy that's like, shoot it, dude. Shoot it. Let's go. I do too. Like, like, let, let's get the energy going. It. Like, come go on. Yeah, it. shoot it. Cause I'm just like, like if, if your partner shoots it and airmails it to like wash the round a lot of the time that builds this level of confidence, that's going to help them out later on in the game. So I'm always a component of building that early on in the game and three versus yeah. two early in the game. Doesn't matter that much. Right. This is more nah. of an end game type thing, but yeah. um, all right. So Let's see. We got our next one is. So this is also game specific, but it's it's another moment where I'm like to my partner, you know, shoot it like confidence building. Shoot it. Your opponent misses one of the bags off the board. So either the first, second or third. And now you both have three clumps. So same scenario, except your opponent doesn't have one in the hole. And now you have last bag. So it's a round is washed right now. You have an extra bag. Yep. Do you go on for one or do you shoot it for three? What do you do? So. I like shooting it for three because in my opinion, I'm like, this is a free bag. If I miss whatever we wash, if I make it, it's like his mental fortitude is screwed now because he just got Mm -hmm. dunked on for three. You know, like um, I would say later on in the game, like, again, if I'm at, you know, 17 and it gets me to 18 to get one, if I if it's a 15, 15 slugfest for the last 30 minutes, that one point really matters. Take your point. Right. Like where. Uh, and it also depends. Am I feeling it? Have I hit a couple airmails? Do I like? Am I? Am I like? Am I? Is my mental like? I'm shooting this. Like I'm feeling it. You know? Because then I'll probably mm-hmm. shoot it. If I'm like, I don't know. It's like just I'll just take my point, right? And especially like in a big tournament, if it's a later round, if you're tired, if it's like you know a tough opponent, those points can really matter. And so like you think mm-hmm. about, you know, I, I've had plenty of games where like this scenario pops up three, four times in a game. And we shoot it the first couple times. And then we get later on in the game, we lose 21-19. We're like, those were the two points that we shot, right? And that we didn't take those singular points. So they do mm-hmm. add up over time if, you, if you're taking this risk all the time. But I, again, I'm a component of, for the first one or two, it's a free bag, shoot it. You know, oh, I mean, sure. like, like it, it, the risk is worth the reward, in my opinion. I would agree, uh, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, early on, of course, I'm shooting it. 
if it, I mean, really you nailed the, you hit the nail on the head because if it's a slug fest and you need to change momentum or you need first throw back, first throw. Yeah. Take, that's another big thing. Take your point, you know, cause I like having first throw. Oh, it's so huge. take your point and then get your first throw back. If it's obviously, if you're, if you're sitting on 18, oh, yeah. I'm shooting. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> cause I have a chance to win the game with one shot. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, you know, and if I miss cool, whatever, I'm still at 18. Let's go. Um, it is, to me, it also changes if they have a bag kind of close to the hole. I'm saying you have you have hole open, hole yeah, totally open, yeah. but they're kind of close. If you hit that short air mail, you can bounce them in and fall off. I do that. So you too just much. gave that two points. <laughs> yeah, I did it last night. Yeah, but I mean, it it happens. So it's it's board situational. It's point situational. But for the most part, I'm probably going to say shoot it. Yeah, it's a free bag. I mean, it's literally a free bag. So shoot it, and if you miss okay if you miss and it somehow hangs on cool you still got one sure or if you're just looking to beat them up one at a time lay it up get your point keep going and this also goes for difficult push shots difficult rolls difficult cuts where it's like you know where it's like you have this weird angle and i'm gonna go for this really hard cut roll it's like maybe i knock one of my bags in and this bag flies off the back you know that's still a net extra point or two that I wasn't going to get, you know? So all of the, this goes along with all risky shots in this scenario, like where if you miss off the back, it's whatever it happened. Uh, but you can go for that risky shot. As long as your opponent doesn't have one close to the hole that you could risk knocking them in. That's the only time that I probably not take the risky shot is it is if it's right. like, if I don't make it perfectly, it, it ends up as an actual point deficit that I won't shoot. It. Yep. Um, Third. Go ahead. You can I got the one. next yeah. one. I got it. <laughs> our uh, our next scenario, it's I'm I'm gonna lump them together because they are very similar, um, and it is dependent on which bag it is that you're throwing, sure. whether it's your first three or your last bag. So the situation is, you throw your first bag, it slithers around the hole, and you're hanging just a little bit. You know, this little part's hanging in there. Do you get aggressive immediately and shoot it, trying to drag it? Or do you just go slide, try to slide him in, risking a possible clump? So I, I think I, I don't think if it's hanging on the back by this much, I'm never shooting it. If it's so, like dependent on my bag, you know, like if they're like really slippery where they're gonna slide it's, in, it's I don't like worry game about changer it. Yeah, I don't then I don't worry about it. Like, jump and we'll we'll go. Yeah, I mean like if I'm throwing but if I'm throwing like surefires after it's gotten a little sticky in this game and the bags yeah. aren't moving. Um, and, and I have like a good chunk hanging on the hole. Um, yeah. I was never a proponent of shoot at mid round, but I talked to a couple guys that I play with a lot that are really good air mailers and they'll just like shoot it second bag. And I'm like, why are you shooting it? He's like, he's like, the boards are a little sticky. If you throw another bag, large chance, it just clogs the hole. So if I make it now, you know, this is my one chance to kind of get this big advantage basically. And I know I have the confidence to shoot it. Um, so I can see the understanding if you're if you're a guy that's just an air mailer that you're like, I'm this is my shot. I'm good at it, even though the board's open and you're like, oh, yeah. I the only way I drag this bag is by air mailing and I'm going to do it before, you know, it's not available anymore. I could see that see that rationale again. I don't mm-hmm. think this is a late game thing I'm doing uh, late game. I'm just sliding in. And Probably not unless you're ahead big. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, there's a couple of guys that do it around me and, and do it successfully. And they're just like, you know, mm-hmm. and again, it's kind of like crushing your mental mid round that I'm like, man, now I have a bag hanging and you just oh, yeah. airmail drug me like mid round. Like that's pretty brutal. Um, yep. so 
I don't necessarily do it that much, but I can understand why you would think to do it in the stickier scenario. I agree with you. I, I'm hit and miss on it. It, it really depends how I'm feeling and it depends on what my opponent's going to do. You know, say I'm my first bag is around the backside. They lay a block that takes away my slide and I could just block behind and hope it gets messy. But in that situation, I might actually shoot it on my second bag, just get it out of the way. We're cool and whatever, you know, and if I miss, well, maybe he misses something and we can make it messy. You know, um, it just really depends for the most part. I leave it there. And I just hope that sliding into it a couple times slide a back. little bit. Yeah. I'm um, hoping, you know, and this will kind of go into the last, the last scenario too. So, yeah. and, and this is uh, also very game dependent, um, but a lot of people see this bags hanging halfway in the hole. Maybe it's the back of the whole side of the hole. Um, and for whatever reason, it's, it's not sliding in right now. You're on last bag, the hole's open. So the slide, your slide shot is open. Um, do you just slide it in and, you know, take the three and that one's stuck or do you, or do you go for the airmail drag, even though you have the slide open? Mm-hmm. It's very score dependent. Um, and this has happened to me a couple of times and it's bitten me in the butt a couple of times, you know, they have a bag on either side of the hole. I got one hanging. I got two in, they got two in. So we're looking eight on seven on the board, right? I could just slide in and get my two points. You know, I get greedy and I'm like, I want four. I launch it, launch one off the back. They just got a point off me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's, that's where the risk comes in. I mean, it's risk reward. It's, it's very round dependent. Um, if it's a game winning shot, I'm going to go for it. For the most part, I take my two points. Yeah. I mean, I do love the airmail drag. It's a really cool shot. Oh, there's, there's <laughs> almost nothing more satisfying. Yeah. Um, I mean, a flop drag is slightly more satisfying, but I mean, there's, nothing better than an airmail drag it feels awesome it's demoralizing it's just it's a risky shot i think i'd i'd argue with you that i think the airmail drag where you don't hit the hole at all it just goes and then the bag just goes flying oh, I, think, yeah. I think that's cooler than a flop drag <laughs> like i i don't know i've seen a couple airmails like there was one this dude had to hit an airmail drag to not lose the game and i'm not kidding you like like it's like a stitch on the whole and he just uh-huh. like wax it and, lo- and i'm like that was the coolest yeah. thing i've ever seen i didn't even know uh-huh. you could do that <laughs> how did you get that um yep. but yeah again very very score dependent if it's like you know if it's later on in the game slide in take your two or take your three or 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 two, give up your two go. or give up your two you know i mean like, yeah, whatever, like it may be. whatever it may be a lot of the time it's it's yeah. but i mean if it's earlier on in the game maybe you're already up a couple points in the round i i might shoot it I, I, well, and I guess that's my difference. If I'm, if I'm going, if I'm going to slide in and get points, I'm probably just going to slide in. Sure. If I'm down points and I need that drag, I'm probably going to shoot it. All right. It's, I, and I mean, it's riskier, but you know, if I need those points so I can get six back, if I make them both in, or I'm sitting negative one from where I was, if I throw it off the back, you know, it, it might not make that much of a difference. So I guess your scenario that you kind of said from your own, where like you you said a guy had a bag on the left and the right, you were hanging and then you threw it off the back. Let's say the guy has two bags in front of the hole and you have one hanging and you both have two in. So it's eight, seven that way. Are you going for the shoot drag there? Yeah, I'm shooting it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just making sure. (laughs) Because, because he's, the slide is not there. Sure. I can lay up 
but I mean, as the boys say around here, we don't lay up in Michigan. <laughs> Layups are for <laughs> basketball. Say dude. That. Yeah, Layups exactly. are for basketball. That's what they always say. They're like, <laughs> we shoot everything, you know, and it's, I don't, I'm, I'm more defensive than anything, but if he has my hole completely blocked, yeah, I'm going to shoot it. But if the hole's wide open and I might net it for, you know, get it in for a wash, get it in for plus two, get it in to lose a point. I'm probably just sliding in. And, and, uh, so that's all the scenarios we have, but guy, I mean, I'd say the biggest part of Cornell strategy, um, if you're in singles, it's understanding when you need to be smart versus be aggressive and defensive. Yes. And then in doubles, it's having a partner that is on the same page with you because like, you know, if you have a part, if you guys are like, if you're, if you're a guy that's always like, I'm going to shoot it all the time, you need to get a partner. That's like, I want you to shoot it all the time. Because if you, if you have a partner that's like, dude, lay up, let's take the point. You shoot it and miss that's when you have contentious issues with yeah. your partners, you know? So, I mean, it's definitely like in the partner game, it's find a partner who's also understands strategy, understands when to tell you to lay up, when to shoot certain shots and you to understand when to shoot certain shots and when to know what to go well, for and having that to, conversation. You, and, you know, you have to trust your partner, mm-hmm. like just insane amount. And at blind draws, it's not going to happen at blind draws. You're basically playing singles with someone else across from you. True. That's just, unless you really know the person, you know, unless you play a lot of blind draws, they're always there, you know, how they throw, you know, that's fine. But when you're playing doubles at, you know, an ACL event or something, and you're playing with your normal doubles partner, it's so crucial to have someone that like, I mean, my partner knows he will not say a word unless I look at him and I go, yeah, you know, I raise my hands. I'm like, what do you want? Cause I'm not seeing, the I can't see situation. the situation. Yeah. I'm not going to take a timeout for this. It's not crucial what do you want me to do? You know? And I've had other partners that are like the person just threw their bag and they're like, shoot it. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I was going to, but now that's in my head yeah. and like, or maybe I wanted to flop it instead. And if you miss that, then you're like, well, I should have shot it. Maybe. And you know, it's just, it's really important to be on the same page as your partner. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, one, one thing I wanted to shout out, cause I'm guilty of this sometimes too. If you are a blind draw partner or even your normal partner, like, if if the other dude has the bags in his hands and he's shooting and he's taking his shots, I wouldn't start yelling shit out unless they ask. Just like chill yeah. and like Just let them shoot. Yeah, if they look at you like what is the board position, chime in, mm-hmm. tell them what you're thinking. But like I would say it is really distracting if I'm like focused in on all right, I need to shoot this air mail and you shoot and they're like shoot it, man, it's open. I'm like I know, I know, I, great. Now thank you. I'm glad you noticed I that I needed to shoot open, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, like I'm working on it. I mean, if I'm like hey, should I shoot it or do you want the point? And then they're like shoot it. Then I'm like all right, cool. I got the yeah, affirmation. Course, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. But like, like I know how to play the game. You know how to play the game. If we're playing in an event, like I'm not going to tell you how to play the game. I hopefully if we're yeah. partners, I know paying an entry fee to get there that I trust that you know how to play. So I don't need to tell you mm-hmm. how to play. And that's big about these strategy things. Obviously, guys, we did not touch a remote amount of the scenarios you randomly encounter. Yeah, a but it, it's just the key is know when to be smart. Know when to lay up and take your one. Know when to block behind if you're like losing or the dude's better. Know when to cut around. Know when to shoot. It's just all these, just know the options that you have and then think about, take a second and think about them. I know a lot of people just are rapid fire guys in tight games. Just take a second and be like, all right, what are my options? And what am I feel the most confident in and do that, you mm-hmm. know, cause that's usually what's going to give you the best result. So, yep. but well, that's kind of been our like transition from like starting to a little bit of strategy uh, about this stuff too. Hopefully you guys can use some of these and understand kind of what's going through our head when we're thinking a game. And when you play against really good players and they're taking that extra second to think, these are probably the things they're thinking about and they're deciding, all right, if I do this, what's going to happen in the next couple of rounds, what position can I put them in? 
once you start thinking like that, the game becomes a lot more complicated and in a good way, but like fun to play and, and, and a little bit more to think about. So um, I think that's all for today. Appreciate you guys stopping by for another episode. Uh, next week, we should have a really special episode coming in for, so tune in for that. I think you guys will really like it, but uh, um, we'll, thanks for stopping by and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys. Thanks guys.